And a very good morning to you. Welcome, Hills. G'day, Paddy. The prelims are over. The big show is about to start yes. at the World Cup. We can't wait, can we? Yes, and the, and the what are they, the qualifying finals of the AFLW. Oh, so yes, the mighty Lions. Done. Yeah, Lions, big win away from home. I know. Yeah, against against a, a champion side, champion club over the years. And, uh, yeah, they they get ready for what, it, what will that be, an eliminator final or something in two weeks' time. Prelim. Prelim. Yeah, we go straight to the prelim. So we get a week off. They can put the feet up and relax yeah, for a few days. We've had this argument before. What's prelim mean? Preliminary. Yeah. So it's the preliminary of the grand finals. The goal, the grand final. Yeah. The last it one. looks like Melbourne are on our side again. So, yeah, North Melbourne belted Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne got a big It brings punch. Melbourne over to the Lions side. Mm. They've got to play, yeah, maybe Geelong, I think. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so we've got that at Bright Names. And I'll tell you what. I catch the train out there myself. <laughs> catch the train. Yeah, that's look what at, I'd do. Look at there you go. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing, Hills, I'll tell you what, Jack, he's done his detective work over Sunday. Yeah. Above and beyond the yep. producer. We've found him. We have found Gareth Morgan from the Mudgerabba Narang third grade cricket side. Yep. yep. And we will have him on the show this morning. They were going down. Hmm? They were and gone. Then, and they, they were gone. They, were, they needed the surface paradise. Do we tell six people wickets. now? Do yeah. we tell people? Well, it's out there. It's out there. Yeah, but don't, people listening to us listen to us because they don't read the paper <laughs> and they don't read online. You sure? No. Well, surface paradise needed five runs with six wickets standing. <laughs> Last over. Mm. Got this. Yeah. So they lost by four. Gareth. <laughs> Gareth has produced. Uh, what Fox Sports are calling, and I've never heard it before, a sextuple wicket maiden, and they're included in that. There were five golden ducks. Yes. So good on you, Gareth, and we'll, we'll have a chat as the show goes on this morning. He's protecting his juniors. He was. He didn't want yes, any junior to have to put up with losing, <laughs> you know, on their, on their bowling. <laughs> I'll do this. Oh, what a hero. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the show. We're here for Burbank Homes, the building you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes, the all-new Hyundai Kona. It's imagined to be bold. And Chemist Warehouse. Headed to Chemist Warehouse for wonderful savings every day. Hell you what, I got my new Gillette out today. <laughs> my, we got the bag, uh, Maddie, didn't we, at the at the race track last week? Did you get the Chemist Warehouse back? You didn't. I didn't. Unlucky, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just rub it in. In the Chemist Warehouse bag was a Gillette, the new razor. Right. There's a couple of them, a couple okay. of different types. Oh, All right. Smooth as. Huh? Uh, well, the Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line is open. 13, 13, 55. Give us a yell. There's uh, lots going on. Text line 0467. 736 736. Uh, we've got one of your great mates, Michael Kasperitz, is going to join us just to uh, review and, and, and look ahead to the semi finals of the World Cup. Of course, India uh, overnight just uh, uh, just toyed with the, the Netherlands. It was just, it, this has been unbelievable. I mean, but th- this is not the nature of sport. What have they won? Nine straight, haven't looked like losing a game, have dominated everyone, just crunched everyone underfoot, and yet they come up against New Zealand Wednesday. And uh, one loss, and they could, it could be all over. Yeah, that's the nature of World Cups, isn't it? Mm. It's a knockout. I mean, this is a less knockout uh, World Cup than any, but that's what happens. Mm. That's why I, I, I rate being the world's number one better than a World Cup champion. Yeah. Because you can have one bad game. 
Yeah, true. You know, like yet the best team would win a series. Mm. You know, the All Blacks, they weren't, you know, for years they weren't the World Cup champions, but everyone knew they were the best team in the world. Yeah. So you beat them in a series, then you know you're a good side. Mm. So, but anyway, that's World Cups have really taken over, probably because of the revenue-raising abilities. And uh, they become, you know, the whole focus of four years of work, which to me is ridiculous. Well, we've got big news for our loyal listeners because SEN has secured the rights for the World Cup semis and finals. So Mm. you'll hear it right here. So it's India v New Zealand Wednesday night. They're all at 6.30 starts now, 6.30 tonight. There's no early games. India, New Zealand Wednesday night. Australia plays South Africa Thursday night in Calcutta. And then, of course, uh, Sunday, Amanabad, that massive stadium in Amanabad will host the final Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening at 6.30, and you'll hear it all right here on SEN. And, of course, here's the, the question we'll ask Casper and the question I've got to ask you. Really, the the only major selection decision for the Australians is, is it Marnus or Marcus? Mm. Um, did you... Did you hear why Mitchell Stark didn't play this game, just gone, against Bangladesh? Rested, I would imagine. Yeah, so you didn't hear? No, I haven't heard. You just imagined. Yeah. You're just an imaginary selector. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, me either. (laughs) So Sean Abbott was in, Starky not. Yeah. Well, well, I haven't heard that he's injured. I haven't read that he's injured. No. Uh, No, I'm just assuming they've given him a a day off. Mm. Which they're entitled to do, I think. He's had a pretty tough series. So. Yeah, not a not a particularly successful one. So, so I mean that that's our that's our nemesis. We've got to get our bowling right. Mm. I don't think the batting's the issue. So I don't care who plays out of Marnus or Marcus, uh, but Marcus has got to get his bowling going, as does uh, Mitchell Marsh. I I call him um, No Mayo Marsh. You know, Is there a reason for that. Or? Oh, did you see how Glenn Maxwell carried on last week? <laughs> like silly salmon's fallen over, limping. He had cramps, mate. Mars gets 177, not out, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I no mayo at all. He was pretty happy about it too because, uh, as we know, he made a mad dash home for uh, after losing his granddad and uh, this 100 was very, very special for Mitchell Marsh. Oh, it's always a great honour to score 100, but, um, yeah, I was pretty cooked to be honest. I was just starting to cramp at that stage, so um, I was trying to keep my heart rate low and um, not exert too much energy. So, um, yeah, this one meant just as just as much as any other hundred that I've ever made. Mm. Yeah, it's a problem with TV, eh? You just cannot fathom how hot it is. No, I know. <laughs> they, they are all struggling. Even the Indians are struggling. It is stinking hot over there, and there is some rain building up. Yeah. And as usual, he was self-deprecating after just a, a wonderful innings. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's, it's no wonder he's so well-liked within the team. Yeah, it's great to be able to score 100 in a, a winning team. I started at negative 50 after my bowling, so um, <laughs> had to get a few back. Um, but, yeah, it's as I said before, um, any time you score 100 for Australia, it's always a great feeling. and um, We're obviously really excited about what lies ahead for us. Um, yeah, he meant business. And, mm. and, you know, that, I mean, got talked about in some headlines today about he, the, the bogged down nature of his performance against New Zealand uh, when he batted three and, you know, laboured 36 runs of 51 balls. And he's learned from that. Mm. But he, 
I noticed he was distracted by something then, and as obviously his pop was was crook. Um, but yeah, he meant business once again. That's for sure. Whether it was keeping his heart rate down or or just conserving energy, I don't know. But there was not a whole lot of joviality out there, which is unusual for his partnerships. Nine sixes and seventeen fours. Yeah. And David um, Glenn Maxwell hit ten sixes. He's not far off, was he? It was yeah, two great and, knocks. Twenty-one and ten he hit. So yeah, no, of course they were. They're just dominant. Um, as I said, India were big last night. Uh, so they wrapped up their perfect prelim series nine from nine. They four for four hundred and ten. Trace here, one hundred and twenty-eight of ninety-four, and Kale Rahul one hundred and two. Cost me the whole night's sleep. <laughs> yeah, you I said could the not go was crazy, back to didn't? sleep. That is the most animated, engaged crowd I've ever seen in sport. Mm. It's like a whole day soccer crowd. And, it you know, they were responding to some microphone chants. There's some question that loud, the, you know, the ground announcer is asking them and they are yelling something back at mm. them. Oh, and it, it was incredible. So Bumrah, Shiraz, Yadav, Jadeja, all a couple of wickets for a piece. And we keep saying it after every win, everyone in this Indian side is contributing, whether it be bat or ball. Uh, if someone fails up top, someone just picks up the slack. So Shreyas here, man of the match, so I said, an unbeaten 128 of 94, 10 fours, five sixes. Um, he's pretty happy as they roll on into the semis now. I kind of got a deja vu. This had happened against Australia as well, and I just threw my wicket and I came. But this time, I just wanted to see to it that I come not out and wanted the pills which I took for the cramps to kick in. So <laughs> it gave me a good time from 95 to 100 to settle down and uh, wait for the pain to go. There you go. He was cramping as well. So it's not just Maxi. And that's what I said. Yeah. The Indians are struggling, yeah. even. Yeah. And all, everyone, every team is struggling. That's how hot it is. Mm. Stu from Jim Boomer. Morning, Van guys. Beek. Van Beek was struggling. <laughs> he couldn't run for 108, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't want to be out there. But And the other one, before you go on to Stu, Stu. is uh, K.L. Rahul. Mm. My goodness. Maybe he should have been man of the match. 102 off 64. Mm. The, the, their, their hitting is the best hitting you know, India's ever seen, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, the the batters are very good these days at picking up changes of pace. You know, it's not fooling them. Mm. And and they know, that especially the Indians, that they trust their wickets and they might be a little bit slower, especially as the ball gets older. And they just stand and they wait, they wait, they wait, it, wait for it off the pitch and go crunch, like sort of cross-bat shots down the ground for six, mm. these two. Kale Rahul couldn't make himself into the test team. Remember, mm. he got dropped for Shorbman Gill uh. because he's a bit too defensive. What's that? <laughs> Unbelievable. They haven't even they haven't even used Surya Karma Yadav and Ravinda Jadeja in that lot. All right, well, Stu's been on the text line, which is 0467 736 736. Morning, guys. I reckon we picked Manus as he's fielding his next level. Yeah, his feeling the other day was unbelievable. And we're more likely, he's more likely to be a difference maker than anything Stoinis can produce. Yeah, he's he's been uh, very, very underachieving, Marcus Stoinis. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I think I'm the same, actually. Mm-hmm. If as long as we're comfortable enough in our bowlers mm. and our bowling depth and options, you know what I'd do? I'd start with two part timers. You know when you're opening the batting, mm-hmm. you you get ready for the challenge of Stark and Hazelwood or Stark and Cummins. It's yeah. normally Hazelwood, but and so 
it's a real thrill to hit them for six or to hit them to the boundary. Mm. But when two part-timers, Glenn Maxwell and... Stoinis, maybe. A Stoinis type, maybe it's just one part-timer, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you've got to make all the running. The, yeah. the pressure's all on you, Quentin de Kock, uh, and uh, to see what they can do. Mm-hmm. And it's not such a thrill. And you've got to do all the work. Mm. All right. Well, I'm guessing her feet are a little bit better because she's strutted into the studio this morning. I think it would be on the back of this news from the Lions. Play on the call from 50. Bonner, high, long, off hands. Critical. Five seconds, four seconds to play. They just need a kick in. Adelaide need a mark from the kick in. Crows need an intercept. Campbell the kick in. The Lions secure a home preliminary final. Yep. And their greatest supporter, whether it be the boys or the girls. Yes. <laughs> um, how are the feet, firstly? Oh, let's, good. let's get the most important okay. question out of the Look, way. Look, I'm not limping anymore, so that's good. <laughs> this um, is after Vanessa ran the New York Marathon, for those of you just joining us. I'm not going to win any feet beauty contests anytime <laughs> soon, but um, the nails are still, uh, yeah, Hanging a, bit, in there. a bit nasty. <laughs> but anyway. What do you put uh, that down to? Was it the shoes being a little tight or the socks turning too grippy? I don't know. I think it's just the repetitive action. Mm. Just you are on that hard surface for such a long time. So You know, uh, know. fast bowlers Mm. in cricket cut a hole in their shoe. Oh, yes, I've seen that. So it's not making the impact. Yes. Anyway, on to the Lions. Mm. Um, That was a very stressful last few minutes. (laughs) I mean, and the Crows had a few shots on goal and missed. I think they kicked three behinds in that last kind of half of the second term. So any of those could have changed the result. But um, go the Lions. They're they're peaking at the right time. That big win over the Demons and then, you know, a great Mm. win over the Crows through to the prelim. And well, speaking of the Demons, they're now on our side of the draw. Yeah. They got belted over the weekend. By North they Melbourne. one goal. I know. The <laughs> score was remarkable. About 50 to 9, I think it ended yeah. up as. And North Melbourne, haven't they just had such a great season? Mm. Um, and Demons reigning premiers, let's not forget. So, look, this premiership is wide open right now. Keep Good stuff. Up, girls. Go to the Lions. All right, mm. we best get uh, what's happening latest okay. news one. Oh, look, uh, this year, one of the big issues really in Queensland has been about youth justice. And it is back in the headline today because um, the government's been accused of those harsher penalties that they brought in for youth crime just not really having an impact. Um, The opposition says that no young offender has actually received any of the increased maximum sentences that were legislated earlier this year. But the government's kind of hit back and said, well, we did our job in implementing it, um, but it's up to the courts to actually make those calls. So, you know, it's obviously just um, an issue, you know, yeah, more incidents keep on happening, but it's finding that right balance mm. uh, between the penalties and then you know, prevention and, you know, all sorts of other community activities. So an interesting topic we will continue. Now, you might have heard about this uh, a cyber attack on Australia's biggest ports operator yeah. on the weekend and the kind of impacts that this could have because we are talking uh, there could be possible shortages leading up to Christmas on all sorts of goods like furniture, electric, electronics, medicines, toys, um, because this cyber attack has seen thousands of shipping containers 
just brought to a halt. And so uh, they're, they're saying it's not really affecting online shipping, but it's more um, that, yeah, most online shopping uses air freight, but this is more like stores who get okay. the shipping, yeah. um, the shipments in. And that's yeah. right. So car, well, car wash operators with conveyor well, belts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, so um, look, there's even some concerns that it could push up some prices and even potentially lead to an interest rate rise. Another yeah. one before Another Christmas, one. which would be pretty disastrous for a lot of people. So, um, But DP World, the company, is hoping that it will be resolved within a few days and not have a major impact on us. Uh, now, of course, I've been away, so we haven't had a good old Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey ah. update in a while, have we? Ah. Um, and there are some developments. So Travis actually showed up to Taylor's show in Buenos Aires over the weekend and, uh, you know, eagle-eyed fans did notice a bit of a difference in one of her songs. The guy on the Look, it might not be very clear there, but she went with that lyrics. She changed the lyrics of Karma. Of Karma is my boyfriend. (laughs) She changed it to Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. Ah. (laughs) Um, And then after the show, she was seen running over to Travis Kelsey and giving him a big kiss, and it is the first time they've kind of been seen with that public display of affection. Um, but he, going Travis is on the bye week, so he might even be at some more of her shows okay. this week. So, uh, well, he has a few days off. Well, I can give you a Nathan Cleary, Mary Fowler update. Oh, Mary's now playing, yes. you know, in the, in the competition, but uh, Nathan's uh, with all the boys in New York. Mm, there we go. There's, there's another romantic update. <laughs> all right, Vanessa, thank you. It's 6.21. Racing action will continue uh, every day across the Sunshine State. We'll check out the Racing Queensland website, racingqueensland.com.au, for where Queensland is racing. Chances are, though, you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit the gamblinghelponline.org.au. Chris Nelson joining us. Morning, mate. Morning, Paddy. Morning, Heels. Where where are you? You just, It sounds <laughs> dangerous what you've just told me. I am at the, uh, many people will know this, on the Bruce Highway, there's a bunch of service stations at Wild Horse Mountain. Wild Horse uh, Mountain. About, yeah, it's um, oh, it's about 40 k's from, 40 minutes from where I live, so about 40 minutes out of Coolum area, so uh, south, of course, on the way to Brisbane, so... Yeah, you know it. I'm sure you. Yeah, yeah I know. know I know what you're talking area, about. But you would have been passed a hundred times. Yeah, at least. Yeah. I know exactly yeah, where you're yeah. talking about. Uh, I didn't know it was called Wild Horse Mountain. There. Um, now, just a quick one. We had a, a text from from uh, Peach, who's obviously frustrated. Ordinary weekend on the punt paddy. On the punt paddy. Uh, do you think Antino would make a good pet? It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit rough. <laughs> well, oh, I mean, a, just so unlucky this was. Oh, he's had the roughest prep of all time. And he should have won two of those races he didn't win. And uh, look, on Saturday, well, it was all over when he missed the start. That was it. He mapped so well. He was going to sit third and fourth in the run. He missed the start, got too far back, and then he couldn't get a run at them in the straight. Not that it would have made a lot of difference. He's probably come to the end. Well, he would have by now. And Tony will send him for a spell, and we'll see him again in the the, uh, autumn. But gee whiz, he's had a rough prep. He really has. Mm. Good story about Hollywood Heathcote, isn't it? Oh, I was going to say, Heels, he's got a better life than you have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Photo finish. The Keith Nowd, the Keith Nowd is now his. 
Yeah, and he's uh, cruising around Rodeo Drive, just <laughs> doing a bit of shopping, uh, and then heading off to a, a golf trip in Mexico. Gee, yeah. that's something uh, you only dream about while your horse is winning back home. Yeah, he's like you. He loves his golf, and uh, he, he pursues <laughs> it all over the globe. But, yeah. Good the, horse extremist. It was a good win. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's an absolute ripper extremist. She's so honest. Uh, look, she sat outside Sarastro, who was the short price favourite in that race, and he gave a good kick. And, and look, she did a great job to run him down. He was probably a run short. She'd had the run under her belt, but she had to breeze sitting outside him. And I thought she was really good. She never, ever runs a bad race extremist. Mm, okay. Hey, uh, just a quick one here from Matty. Uh, very good pie shop at Wild Horse Mountain, apparently. If, just if you're pondering uh, going down that route. Well, unless it's on the Bruce, I won't find it. Oh, yeah, not unless he's talking of beefies. Yeah. They're everywhere. and I'm not sure, but uh, now there's a lot here to choose from. It's all healthy stuff too. Hey, uh, we've we're already mentioned it on the show today, really good story with Trent Nackers this morning today in the Courier Mail about yep. Michael Rodden. He rode his first winner at the Sunny Coast on Friday night in a long, long it time. Was, it was fantastic to see Michael Rod ride that winner, and it's onwards and upwards for him now. And the horse that he rode there uh, is absolutely, well, not flying, but, gee, it's got a lot of promise. Uh, the name of it is a shocker. It's very hard to work out. It's uh, a man or something. Uh, yeah, Anemacor. That's what Anemacor. it is. Anemacor. It was just jogging, and he, it was a typical Michael Rod ride. Uh, he sat back, and he he wasn't scared to go wide on the horse. He knew what he had underneath him, and just let him down in the straight, and then just away he went. He'll be coming to town very shortly. But now that is great for everything that Michael Rod's been through. Uh, it's just fantastic to see. I think he'd just about given up him and his his family. So. They didn't think they'd get to this point, but I'm so glad they have. Yeah, that's huge. And so, too, is Aloha and Ego, two Mashanis who have made the Magic Millions qualification. <laughs> is that right? Well, who knows? We might have a – We might have a. Um, you're right, Heels. We might have a, a Magic Millions with half a dozen Mashanis in it. Yeah. That's the way they're going. Uh, the horse in Sydney that won the Golden Gift on Saturday, Shangri-La, had topped the list at the moment, or Shangri-La Express. It's already won $580,000, but I have a feeling it's heading towards the slipper. But, yeah, Les Ross, I mean, I was just saying to someone the other day, if we didn't have these Mishanis early in the season, we wouldn't have any two-year-old racing. They mm. make the numbers up. Yeah, that's well, there were six of them out of the eight or something at the weekend, wasn't yep. there? I mean, they're just – surely it's a race caller's nightmare. Oh, they do such a good job, uh, Josh Fleming and David Fowler, etc. They do really well. Uh, yeah, and six out of the eight, and I tipped the one that ran second that wasn't a Mishana, Mishana. So that's not surprising. <laughs> well, that's exactly. But I, to be fair, what Les and Mike do for the this juvenile racing at this time of the year is unbelievable because some of these fields would just be running around with three and four runners if it wasn't for the Mishanas. Well, yeah, or we wouldn't we wouldn't have a field. We wouldn't have enough runners to have racing. So yeah, without them, we'd be completely lost and. Look, they've got a great business model going with the prize money, et cetera, and the cutest money, and good luck to them. It's uh, it's worked really well for them. I tell you, that that one was probably a bit easier to find on uh, Saturday because it had good form around it, but he, some of the others have uh, won at big odds. So I don't think Les Ross has a bet, but if he did, he'd be well in front. Yeah, well, I don't think he was tipping uh, Mashani Aloha at the weekend, to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I heard him be interviewed by Bernadette, and he didn't think it could win anyway. Hey, yeah, what's uh, what's coming up for the week? We don't kick off until Wednesday at Doombin. Then we go to Mackay on Thursday, Ipswich on Friday. Saturday, we race at the Sunshine Coast. This is the kickoff point for the summer carnival. And, of course, the rain is forecast, which is typical. Yeah. Malula Bar Cup and the Swiss Ace Plate. 
Uh, we race at the Gold Coast on the Poly Track. Just on that, guys, December 9 is going to be mm. the first meeting back on the grass, seven races. Uh, Sunshine Coast, I mentioned. Roma Cup Day is a tab meeting on Saturday on the sand. Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone, and then Townsville on Sunday, the running of the Amateur Cup there. So a big week. Yeah, and I read about that track at the Gold Coast. Uh, I know they've already had, uh, they've worked a couple of horses over it, and the wraps on the surface are enormous. Martin Harley said it was like a golf course. Yeah. Maybe I'll play my next game there. <laughs> yeah, not too many horses on golf courses, though. So what? I imagine you, you can imagine the boys down at the Gold Coast if you started taking divots out of it, they'd be wrapped, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah, we've heard those early crows before. Let's just see. Yeah. Let's just see. Let's hope, yes. eh? Let's right. hope it's as good as yeah, Martin exactly. says. Fingers All right, crossed. mate. Enjoy your golf. Will do. Have a good day, guys. Thanks, big horse. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now on Breakfast with Pat and Heels, Heels gets his gloves off. Well, this is about tough minds too, Paddy, I'd say. Um, and, and what's going to transpire in this week's World Cup cricket semifinals? And my question is, does South Africa deserve rain luck? if it presents itself. Kolkata and the famous Eden Gardens on Thursday sees Australia meet South Africa, who's higher ranked at number two. So I'm pleased to read of reserve days for the World Cup finals. To go so long with a preliminary stage of this tournament and not have the safeguard of three big matches having rain days would be ridiculous. But we all know in cricket we've been ridiculous before, haven't we? Just in the last one-day international World Cup, the tiebreaker after a super over was the most hit boundaries in the final. So news to most people on the day. So it was something that wasn't considered. The Indian World Cup reserve days will be a continuation of the match rather rather than a total repeat. And rain is forecast for Thursday and Friday in Kolkata. So South Africa have arrived as the higher qualifier uh, this year in the second semi and more than likely using their nation's rugby win as inspiration. But it's these players who must take the chance to overcome their great nemesis. That's Australia. It's time to use form and nerve and those tough minds to conquer the challenge of Australia. The infamous drop catch of 1999 followed by the run-out tied semi-final the next game, which sent Australia through to the final because they were higher ranked than South Africa. Then there was a game against England in Australia uh, when uh, South Africa needed 22 from 13 balls, and that was a target before a rain break. And then the rain break came back. It finished not, not long, 10, 15 minutes and they needed 22 off one ball. That was a disaster that they've had. They've they've made their own luck with rain this time by beating Australia to that number two position. They also, one year, forgot to add the Duckworth-Lewis plus one run in the Home World Cup of South Africa against Sri Lanka in Durban. As rain descended, 229 by the end of the 45th over was the target. Mark Boucher hits Murley for six and then he blocked the last ball before they ran off in the rain, thinking, yes, we got to the target and let it rain. They needed one more, though, because Duckworth Lewis shows you where you've got to be equal. Add one. And that tie saw them bundled out of that tournament. 
The list of Champions Trophy disappointments is even longer than World Cup. They've got a great team ready to fire again and in 2023. So I hope they get an uninterrupted crack at Australia this time to see if they can earn a finals berth. They have a team capable of winning, but do they believe is the question. The cricket world is waiting to be answered once again. Hey, now you have a guess who we've got on the phone. We found him, the world's most in-demand cricketer. No, it's not Vera <laughs> Coley. No, it's not Pat Cummins. From the Mudjabar Narang Cricket Club, third grade Colts captain, Gareth Morgan. A very good morning, Gareth. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> you know, Gareth, have the Mudjabar Narang uh, team got a, a logo? You called the Stags? Yeah, or? we're the Bushmen. The Bushmen. The Bushmen. Oh, good on you, mate. <laughs> and, and you were just protecting your junior players, eh? I'll, t- I'll take this one for the club. That last over. Yeah, that was that was definitely my thoughts. The, the two guys that were in were um, hitting the clean ball at times and the, the young fellow had been bowling really well and I could see they were lining him up and I thought, oh, I, I think they've got him covered now and I don't want him to leave with his tail between his legs. <laughs> I'll take the hit. <laughs> so how old are the, are the young ones in this team of yours and how old are you, more to the point? Ah, uh, well, I'm I'm about to turn 44. Um, but... I've got um, a fourteen-year-old was the young leg spinner um, who was on very bowling very well, I might add, uh, for his age in particular. Um, and then I've got a, a range of guys that come through into their early twenties. And then I on the weekend as well, I had a couple of our um, guys who were in the um, Australian um, hearing impaired team, so they're in their okay. early thirties. So we had a good mix out there. Mm. They're very easy to captain. All yeah, right. Say whatever you like. <laughs> so, so paint the scenario. Surface Paradise needs four to win off the last over. You want to protect the youngsters in the side, so you take the ball. Take up take up the story for us. Oh, well, I, I thought I'd back myself to bowl a few dots. I'd bowled a few overs earlier and bowled a couple of maidens. So I thought if I can bowl a couple of dots and maybe only give away a single or two with some sweepers on the boundary, I can take this game deep and make them have to... Uh, you know, try a little bit harder at the back end of the over, but the first batsman that was out there, he'd been out for a while. Uh, well, actually, he opened, went off ill with the humidity that was around and got to him. He'd come back on about two or three overs earlier, and I thought, well, he's not going to run a lot, so he's going to whack a few. So I uh, kept my fielders out in the deep spots, and if he hits the ball, he hit left or right by two more metres, they win, and we're not having a conversation. Um, <laughs> but he hit it straight to the deep cricket fielder, so... Uh, that went well for me. And then from there, I knew that the other guys had to come in and hit a boundary straight away. So um, just tinkered with the field and um, see what happens. Yeah, but they've only got to get a sort of tickly leg by and you're in trouble. Don't pass the wicketkeeper. Um, was that the captain who, who was – he made 65. Is that the first wicket you got? Yes, yeah. Right he right wasn't eh? the captain, but um, he – yes, he, that was the first wicket I got in the uh, – in the, that over yeah. Then I'm interested in the catches for you guys. You know, as the as the success went on, mm. Ori Finn. What sort of nationality? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. He's um he, he's a, an Aussie boy. Um, he's uh, got a good set of hands on him. Took three catches on the day, and uh, luckily that one was the easiest one. It sort of just lobbed to him at mid on. Right. Eh? And uh, then ball got stuck in the deck, and, the and then and Sandu it. and Sidhu, Indians. So yes, yep, definitely, yeah. So um, young Ashan Sandu, he um, took a good catch diving forward and uh, just got scooped his finger under it before it went onto yeah. the grass, which is a great grab. 
Yeah. And uh, the other one, um, Aman uh, Sidhu, that flew um, sort of out towards point. The batsman left-hander sort of flayed at it and it was going at pace and he took a good grab. <laughs> First ball duck at pace. <laughs> and, and so that's your double hat trick, isn't it? That was, that was four. Yeah. And and like, what were the huddles getting like when you all got together after each one? Oh, look, the, the team was getting very excited, and I was trying to keep a lid on it because I kept saying to them, "It's only one hit." And as you said, or a tickle down leg side, or it buys, and ball goes to the boundary, and four, and it's all over. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think I was the least excited person out there because I was so focused on trying to keep the the runs from being scored. Yeah. So, in a nutshell, we've taken six wickets in six boards. I mean, I know that there's, there's been massive interest, probably globally, in this. Have we heard of? Has it happened before, or, or you know, what have you heard about it? Uh, I've been told that it's happened once before, and I've been told it's happened twice before. Um, look, I'm sure that there's probably score books in cricket clubs from before we went digital that are sitting in dusty shelves that maybe have something similar that just never got the reach because the internet wasn't around. So I've got no idea. What about when you've got your five wickets and now you've got this last bloke in, like, and you've still <laughs> got to keep the runs down? What What was your strategy going to be? What sort of delivery were you going to bowl? Oh, that, that's probably the only one I was confident with, that there's a wicket on here. Um, <laughs> I said to the, I, I said to the, the guys, um, I'm bowling this one um, full and at the base of the stumps there because um, – He's got to have to try and hit it for four. Number 11 coming in. Um, look, and to be fair, some of their, num- their lower order bats, um, kids that play in their sort of under 17s, um, under 18s um, on the Gold Coast here, yeah. can play and can bat. So I knew that they weren't bunnies with the bat, but the pressure of the situation, I thought, if I just bowl at the stumps and he's got to have a hit, um, if he misses it, I hit. Simple as that. And then the and sound. You'll never forget the sound. Eh? And how how... Ridiculous were the celebrations. Where were you all running? Uh, it, it was just nuts. Like the, the, <laughs> it was like this little uh, cyclone could have came across the field. The kids were running around circles, looping around everywhere, going nuts. They just <laughs> lost it. Um, yeah, it was it was insane. I was a little bit shell shocked by that point. I just thought, I can't believe that's just happened. So, <laughs> so yeah. were there many people watching? The umpire who told me to start the over and needed a hat trick to win the game, and just was like. You got to be kidding me! <laughs> <laughs> so, how many were watching? Did you have a crowd? There was a fair um, crowd there, considering it's just a local third grade game. We had um, three grounds at our um, facility, yeah, okay. so um, one of the games had finished. So, there's a few of them um, watching, and um, some others had come over from the main ground because uh, that was a bit of a tight affair as well. So, there's a few people sitting between grounds having a look. So, yeah, yeah there was a few there. Oh, that's good stuff. Well, I mean, it could be a bit, a bit. This could be a little bit like the Gabba Tide Test, mate, where uh, everyone you knew, uh, with you know, the Gabba would have had to hold about <laughs> one hundred and fifty thousand people for all those that were there for that. Hey, listen, I see you've got wonderful support from your club president, Matt Gill, who described your bowling as medium pace nude nuts. Oh, medium pace. That, that's quicker <laughs> than I would have thought. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm. Definitely um, need all the help of any loose fragments on that wicket um, to make the ball do anything, that's for sure. Um, but I've been saying for years, I can't believe people haven't picked up that they don't turn. But I did actually just, as soon as I um, saw the second ball the other day, I thought, oh, I'm going to actually just bowl some little cutters here instead. So um, that they move more than my spinners, actually. So, yeah. Right. right um, have you got a nickname? Oh, several I, go, I get. I normally out there. So, yeah. 
You know, you can imagine those other fields. The word would have gone out. Hey, captain's captain's on a double hat trick over there, Captain Morgan, <laughs> or, or something like yeah, that. I feel that kind of grab on. Um, seen a bit of that around in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, have you have you um, put a call out for Vision? Did anyone, you know, capture it on their phones? I don't think so. I, I, nobody has come forward with any. Um, um, so yeah, and it was off. Not being on the main ground, we didn't have the frog box going. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Oh well, mate. All memories in the head disappear over time. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of the great stories. Um, the Mudgerabana rang third grade Colt side. Uh, the skipper Gareth Morgan joining us and uh, has taken six wickets in six balls to win the match yesterday against Surface Paradise. Uh, awesome stuff, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Gareth. Thank you very much. What a good story. So, along with uh, Gareth, we've tracked down another great Queensland bowler. Michael Casper is joining us, Queensland Ledge. Um, Casper, did you ever take six wickets in six balls? <laughs> I got a double hat trick when I was about 12 years. I was four and four, <laughs> not six. No, no. Amazing, eh? Quadruple hat trick. We're calling it. So you can imagine the chaos. <laughs> oh, and Paddy was saying, like young kids, and towards the end of the third grade batting order, there's a lot of even younger than seventeen and eighteen. The the scramble for kit would have been every, going everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Muzz bought, getting timed out, maybe. Well, no, that's mate. exactly. Muzz brought that up. He said, "Boys, you can imagine the chaos in the Surface Paradise team dugout. I wonder if Gareth considered a timed out appeal." So, yeah, it's like if, if you're just joining us. Um, uh, we found him, Gareth Morgan. He's, he's probably he's even in more demand than you this morning, Casper. To tell you the truth, for the yeah, Mudgerabana yeah. rang third grade cricket side against Surface Paradise. Surface needed five to win off the last over, and and Gareth, their skipper, who's forty four, he tells us, has taken six wickets from six balls. All right, hey, you're going to join the uh, SEN commentary team for the summer, mate. That's great news. Yeah, looking forward to it. We did a few uh, BBL games last year. Good fun, Jason Matthews. Um, down, yeah, from he's from obviously down to Gold Coast, but um, yeah, it was it was good fun. Um, it's like the closest I've actually got to watch cricket for ages too. I generally don't, right, eh? don't sort of go that tight at it, but yeah, it was actually really good, and the skills were great to watch, yeah, which no, I'm sure they will be even better this year. It's a great comp, isn't it? And and the so too the the women's and the WBBL was in Mackay, and I know you're doing plenty of work uh, assisting Mackay get content to their new stadium. Were you up there? And the crowd seemed to really enjoy it. No, I wasn't up there, but yeah, I've been helping out uh, Mackay Cricket uh, that owned, um, well, the, um, the the ground formerly known as, I'm thinking maybe we start calling it that, uh, Harrop Park, yep. um, yeah. is now the Great Barrier Reef Arena, and it's the most spectacular um, facility, if you like, sport facility, cricket facility right now. Um, that It's the best in, in regional Australia. So great to see them. They had the Shield game there um, oh, a few weeks ago. Queensland beat the Vicks up there. And then also, too, like you said, the WBBL uh, match up there and um, Brisbane Heat coming through. Yes, second last ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> now the, the World Cup's holding up too, mate. Um, what, what are you making of it? What are you making of Australia's form? And is New Zealand a chance at, at all of beating India? Um, I'll go the second one first. I think, look, New Zealand possibly. They're always a dark horse, aren't they? And, oh, look, they've got this thing, this belief that, you know, and they've done it before in, in, in World Cups 
in every form of the game. So, look, on the day, you just if if India's going to make a hiccup, then New Zealand are, are possible to do it. Um, so, yes, they possibly could. Um, but I think India are nine, have won nine games straight. Um, and after that win against the Netherlands and scoring 400, um, look, and rightly so, they, they are the favourites. But for the Australian team, oh, look... A little bit up and down. I don't know if right from the start they actually knew who their best team was. Yeah. And and I think that's what they've sort of done, try to find it along the way, which is a few hiccups early. Of course, um, I think you pointed out the other day too so well that um, even though Maxwell scored 200 and, you know, we end up winning that game, it masked a lot of the issues internally. Like we uh. weren't actually what we weren't doing well. Um, but maybe that was it. A bit of belief in the team, and look, you know, Mitch Marsh came out, scores 170. Yeah. Um, Steve Smith with a 50 odd. So there's that belief getting there. So Australia, obviously with form and running hot right now, but I guess out of the whole World Cup, you're watching it, and holy mackerel, you just look at the bat. The way the bat has dominated ball has been something to behold. How do you look at us overview? I mean, every, every time I talk on this show and talk to Heels about it. India have just been so well-rounded. Batters doing it. You know, if someone fails at the top order, which is unlikely, someone deeper down just keeps, you know, there's a century or someone from them. Then their bowlers come out. And whether it be the quicks or whether it be the spinners, they're doing damage. We don't seem to be getting that well-rounded performance from the Aussies and we're nine matches in. Yeah, look, you could jump to one conclusion and they've got 1.3 billion people to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to extract some pretty good ones in amongst that. I reckon it's just that belief. I used the word earlier, but in India right now and through you know years and years of the BBL, oh, sorry, the uh, IPL, um, there's just this belief every player coming in they look so good. And certainly with the bat, the way that they're scoring their runs and the confidence they have, it's, you know, back in the day when, you know, there was a Tendulkar and a Dravid and, you know, Laxman and all that sort of stuff, you still thought you had a chance against the other guys. But like you said, Paddy, that right now, the, the way that mm. that even if you do get those early weeks and you get Coley out early, um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of other guys that are coming up and consistently uh, stepping up. And don't underrate their bowling, Crab. If you have you seen them, have you seen them bowl? Uh, and it's sort of evening before dew sets in. I've never seen the white ball swing and seam so consistently. Uh, and Boomerah, Shami, and Siraj, experts the way they're bowling. Oh yeah, yeah, and the pace is good too. Don't worry about that. Yeah. So I think one of the things, and this is the whole part um, I mentioned about bat dominating and the way that just the shots that people are playing, and, and whether it's smaller fields or flatter wickets or whatever you want to call it, it's time for the bowlers and the ball to um, find a way. And one of the things that I've noticed, well, just the execution. So as far as executing Yorkers, being pinpoint in that in that delivery. And they certainly the Australian side just just off a bit. Um, but one of the things I'm looking forward to is the way the ball, the bowlers have always um, um, changed and evolved. Like when the bat's on top, then the ball will find a way. Historically, so right now, what I'm looking forward to is the next stage of all this is evolving the slower ball. 
because I think even earlier today, Hills, you were talking about the way that batters are picking slow yeah. balls and they're waiting um, and launching it. So it's up to the bowlers just, as I said, to find a new way to do it. Maybe it's, um, you know, and for the slow ball, maybe they're uh, getting slower. Yeah, well, I mean, you played 43 ODIs. They tend to get a lot more work than that now. But could you have ever imagined in your wildest that India would do, you know, again, last night, four for 410 hmm. against Netherlands? I mean... It's just crazy, isn't it? It's eight runs every over. <sighs> well, I think that, and maybe that's uh, what's happened is that, oh, look, historically, going back to Hills' era, um, when, what was it, um, uh, Richie Benno used to say double the score at 30 overs. Yes. And generally everyone was 120, so 240 was like genius. It was like a, a great score. Um like I said, we're, we're talking 400s. 350, 400 is a, is a par score these days. Yeah. And I reckon what's happened is that through 2020 cricket, the way the uninhibited way that guys are coming out and batting and backing themselves in, okay, only 120 balls, um, that sort of flowed on. And the same way that 50 over cricket um, increased um, the scoring rates in test cricket. So even now, you know, four runs and over, over you know ninety overs a day. If you're not scoring three fifty, it's you know it's almost like you're not trying. Yeah. Um. So it's, it may over time it's just you know point that's the product that fifty over cricket change scoring in uh, test cricket, but the same way that twenty over cricket now players back with the confidence and belief that you know that's changed fifty over cricket mm, through this tournament. I think even more so this this one. Um now you talked about the belief of India. Australia's always got belief and when you know we're all quite optimistic about their bowlers clicking. Um and New Zealand yeah. they'll be ready for a little letdown if India wanna wanna have a bad day. South Africa, you know, do they believe they can beat Australia? Looking at coming off the Rugby World Cup, possibly, yeah. um, because they shouldn't have won that one either. Um, yeah, I, look, they will. They naturally will. But I think as far as stars, you know, South Africa, they haven't got to the, the names of the past and, and all that, the experience. And that's where I look at the Australian side. Even though they haven't quite clicked earlier on and now we're sort of seeing a change, I think coming into World Cups and certainly the finals are the most crucial one is where your experience gets you home. Um, those tight moments when you've got, you know, Steve Smith's hitting him well here. Um, you know, thank you very much. I reckon we, you know, we it should be sweet. But I just reckon that's where, and over time, you see the Australian teams and the success that we've had. Um, when you just looked at that scoreboard um, and the team, the experience was there. Yep. It always finds a way in the final. Hey, Casper, you've been generous with your time. One, one, quick one. Manus or Marcus for the semi-final? Oh, I'm going Manus. Former right, State yeah. High, um, <laughs> former Brisbane State High student, uh, along with Ian Healy and Michael Kasperovich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Queensland. <laughs> exactly. Um, and also Glamorgan, which I've managed to play uh, for yes. years with as well. So, and so there's, um, there's no danger of that. But there's no, a lot to like yeah. about what he's done too, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, I think and I, I, someone was talking about maybe Ricky uh, Ponting in the commentary, and they're talking about all-rounders, and, and they just sort of talked about all-rounders. Obviously, it's normally ball and bat, but maybe there's another category when you talk about an all-rounder being a batsman fielder or sort of bringing that to the table, and, geez, hasn't he shown that? Yep. 
Yep, he's he's fully involved, that's for sure. What about, you know, the, the thrill of hitting good bowlers is sometimes easier than the, a scary part-timer, you know? So <laughs> can you see Australia just haven't produced a – like a, a um, Boomerah is getting two for 32 off 10 overs. We just haven't yeah. been anywhere near that. Um, do we start with maybe Maxwell? What do you think about that? <laughs> Look, I'm not sure that you having a you know an each way bet and the finals way to go and just having a crack at it. But oh, there is. There's, there's definitely yeah. People you know you don't will not want to get out yeah. to part timers. Maybe maybe even go deeper heels and find out who Indian opening batsmen, which IPL teams they play with, and if even if David Warner is one of their teammates, open with him. <laughs> because it's almost like your brother or your best mate. You don't want to get out to them. Yep. You don't want to give them the honour. And maybe, maybe you could even, you know, like I said, go a little bit funkier with it. <laughs> oh, you <yeah. laughs> really you know, open the door now. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I just quickly, we've got one from Dimmy here on the text line. In an era where 400 is not that unusual, I was actually at the Oval in 2002 when I saw Surrey play Glamorgan in which Casper played. Surrey made five for 438. Glamorgan made 429, chasing an extraordinary game. More importantly, I think I had two for 52, I think. My figures. So I actually, um, yeah, well, and the funny part about that game, and thanks for bringing that up, (laughs) because I think we had the record chase at the time, and that might have been the record score. But it was classic at the Oval and Heels, you know that particularly well. It was the very, as you're looking from the dressing room down to the other end, it was the very far right last turf wicket on that side. So you had about a 45-minute boundary. Okay, to the gas (laughs) tanks, to the gasometers. That's it. Yeah, Yeah, those guys. So we didn't have to fetch any out of there, but it came close. Two for 52. That would have been by far the most economical figures in that sort of score. Well, Thank you. like that. It was. It was. I'm <laughs> All right, Someone mate. else got hurt. Great to chat. <laughs> can't wait for these uh, semifinals and finals of what's been a wonderful World Cup so far. And we can't, hear to you, uh, can't wait to hear your dulcet tones on SEN over the summer. Very good, Cass. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Thanks guys. See ya.